I'm named Valharis. I'm a ranger, a dark elf, drow, noble ranger. My guy is currently named Dolgren. Uh, <laughs> he's a hill dwarf and a cleric. Son of a bitch. Why don't you tell us who your guy is, Chris? The hill dwarf? Yeah, my character's name is Cork Skag. He is also a hill dwarf, but he is a sorcerer. My character's a barbarian, and it is a bear, human, a barbarian. Yes. So basically, a polar bear, but can walk and talk like a human. I don't know if I mentioned that. My character's name is Yukon. So I wanted to run a mystery slash horror type game spooky yeah spooky that (laughs) that was kind of the idea that i had i have this i have this idea in my head um about this uh this like really dark kind of a thing happening um that nobody really knows anything about it's not like with everything else going on in the world it's not really like top priority for some big groups um, and so you guys kind of end up in the middle of it one way or the other. And like my plan is to be very creepy, to be very spooky. Um, no, like I don't have jump scares necessarily, but I'm my my idea was like to not shy away from uh, like an unapologetically evil character as a as the bad guy. Yeah, I can't yeah, guarantee I think- that I'm going to be very good at it. I may end up just running a game that you guys just laugh at, like uh, like trying to watch um, that movie Birds, that old movie Birds. Who who made that movie? Uh, Hitchcock. It's hard to watch that movie and not just laugh at it because it's kind of ridiculous. So there's a chance that that happens, and I'm okay with that. The City of Refuge, for the last three years, has been, for lack of a better term, your refuge. In a relatively peaceful pocket of the continent, citizens of the southern edge of Elsira rarely worry about outside threats. The odd bandit party or two? Sure. Occasional dangerous fugitives from neighboring towns? Definitely. But the war? The civil war being waged in the north hasn't been felt in refuge even a little bit. Trade may be slowed down thanks to the ports in Edgemire being taken over by the Farinfer armies. No fighting, though. Not ever, not once. Your patron, Lord Gavin Archer, provides you with enough work to stay busy and to stay fat on coin. Being the city's ward mage, he is responsible for keeping back the powerful magics of the Scald's Forest, and his work is never easy and never done. So he hired you all on about three years ago to do the things that he was running low on time to do himself. There's never enough hours in the day, there's never enough tea in the kettle, but there will always be enough gold in your pockets, he told you that day. Refuge welcomed you all in like a warm blanket. It holds you close now, for you are the task force of Lord Archer. Even Jarl Simric Lane prefers to leave you be, so it's been a good life with no signs of stopping anytime soon. You've just returned from a quick scouting trip to Hallohan, a city to the west. You've heard tell of the Quellists of Cloudhenge making their way south, and Lord Archer wanted to get an eye on them to see what they really want. For all intents and purposes, it looks to be an outreach mission to gain a foothold for their different guilds in the various cities of Alcira. You wait for Lord Archer now inside the foyer of his large, opulent, and, let's be honest here, ominous wizard tower. Upon arriving, you find Lord Archer's younger brother, David, waiting for you, and he looks quite excited to see you all once again. What would you like to do? You guys just got back. What I miss? 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hello there. Oh, hi. Hi, Belgren. How how are you? It's good to see you. Just had a, you know, relatively easy mission. You guys should try and give us something with the challenge. I like uh, counting ants. That's challenging because they move around a lot. I struggle with that too, David. Speaking of, where's your brother? He's, um, I don't know. He's not he counting was... ants, is he? No, uh, he better not be counting my ants. I'm counting them. The secret is to color the ones you've already counted purple. Okay, Asa, what is your character's name? This kid that you're talking to? No, that's David. Who's Chris? <laughs> Why are you asking me? <laughs> I did ask Chris. How's your ant counting going? I painted at least 500,000 of them are purple. What happens if you lose track? Do you start over? No, I don't lose track. The square root of 500,000 is 707.1. So you're the reason we've been seeing all those purple ants around town? I tried to flavor the paint, so if you eat them, I don't know, do bears eat ants? I don't know what you eat. D- depends on what you flavored them as. It's grape? No, definitely not. Grape like my Uncrustables? Maybe next time I see one running around, I'll give it a try. Just for you, David. Oh, that would be great. Let me know what you think, because I'm still working on the paint mixture to make it taste good. I don't know if it's actually nourishing at all yet, but... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'll be sure to let you know. Is your brother in the tower still? Yeah, yeah, he's in the orrery. You just have to go down that way. And he, like, points down a hallway. The orrery? What's an orrery? Your guess is as good as mine, Valerie's. It's like a 3D representation of a solar system. It's usually really opulent. Mechanical model of the solar system. Uh, I think he means the uh, big room with like the planet stuff. Oh, the orrery. Yeah, it's down that way. Yes, okay. You guys were there like last week. What, do you not remember this? The planetarium. Let's go there. <laughs> the planetarium. Get it? Because it represents the, the different planes of existence. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go now. And he like, he scampers away. Just so we know, how, how about how old is that David fellow? He's probably like 12. Oh, see, I got a totally different impression. Makes sense. Okay, I'm going to walk into the orrery. Mage hand. What are you doing? Shoving him over as he runs away? I was going to trip him. David is scampering away so fast that he like literally jumps over the mage hand and doesn't even realize it. We walk into the orrery and you see Gavin standing up on uh, one of the higher platforms. Um, and so one of the notable things about this orrery is that it's not planets specifically. It's uh, it's like representations of the planes, right? So there's um, a obsidian black um, sort of flattened. It's not a sphere, but like a flattened uh, oval to represent like the shadow plane. There's a really bright one represents the plane of light, uh, so on and so forth. So you could say it's a planetarium? <laughs> you know, Randy, get out of here. I just can't bear your jokes. How about we all get out of here? This is dad joke central right now. Maybe that's why Discord didn't want us to play. So yeah, he's he's standing up on like the, the highest uh, platform above you. Um, and it looks like he got out there by essentially levitating. And he sees you walk in and he sees you, Belgren, uh, like greet him. And so he kind of waves and from really far away, you know, up there, he shouts. He's like, hey, hang on, I'll, I'll be right out. He's making a couple notes on a piece of parchment that then he shoves into a satchel on his uh, hip. And then he levitates down to you. And he's like, well, 
You're back! Uh, anything strange or interesting or fantastic to report? Uh, not really. Looks like they're just, uh, doing some outreach, you know, trying to get their public relations up. Did you happen to get any information on these guilds? Uh, if there's going to be a new guild moving in to the city, I'd like to know ahead of time what kind of restrictions they'll be working under. Prepare them a list of, of things I will need from them to help me in my <laughs> majory. Good one, Gavin. Uh, that, that wasn't a joke. I was being serious. You know, I think uh, Tom here was actually the one trying to get the information from the guilds. Who's Tom? Did you bring someone named Tom back from Cloudhenge? Not Cloudhenge, excuse me. Hello, man. Uh, yes, meet my friend Tom Bodet. Interesting. When can I meet this Tom? I don't know, because apparently I have an imaginary friend named Tom Bodet. Yeah, have you been pointing? Have you been pointing at Chris's character this whole time? Yes. Gavin looks at you, and the whole time that you've been calling him Tom, and he's like, "You know that his name is Court, right?" I mean. Goodness, you've been working yes, together for three years now. Hello, Court. How are, how are things? You Grumpy. look fabulous today. Ah, yes. Thank you. These robes were my mother's, actually. Uh, let's move on from that. Anyway, listen, if you have anything specific you have uh, from your journey to Hallohan, that's great. I will hear it now. If not, then I have a new assignment for you. Already. Go figure. Don't forget the gold from the last assignment. Oh, of course, of course. And he hands you all 75 gold each. Now that the gold is taken care of, is there any, con do you have any concerns about these Quillists? If they're coming this way, it's likely they'll come here. Are, are we worried about that? Uh, do they seem aggressive? Do we have any reason to, to think that, uh, you know, you know, Court, I don't like that look that you're giving me, uh, from the side eye. It's very strange. I don't appreciate this. Can I have my gold back, Court? If this is how you're going to be, I'm going to withhold your payment. No, no, it's it's already been spent, sorry. Oh, well, drat. Yeah, those quills all seem pretty small and harmless. Are you, uh, are you worried for some reason? Should we be worried? I understand a, a hairy being of your stature might view them as being small and harmless, but uh, I can assure you they are anything but. Uh, yeah, so I heard about these Quillis. Back in my town, there was this cave in the hills that I lived in, and there was a nice family of Basculus that uh, lived there, and the Quillis came through and just tore down this family, and the two the miss then ran out of the cave and just destroyed the town that I was living in my parents' bar. Well, that sounds horrible. You said the Quillis are because they did that? They caused yes. that? You know, Court, sorry if I've asked you this already, but what town are you from again? I just can't seem to remember. He, he lives in a city, a, a small city, like somewhere in the Kankalan Mountains. Yeah, I just forgot the name, that's all. I have yet to hear of a friendly basilisk, but, you know, good on you for meeting a family. Basilisks are pretty awesome. Don't hate on them. But they just didn't seem to help out at Hogwarts too much. That was just a bad apple. Is that a is that a, a wicked witch joke with the poisoned apple? Because it was hilarious. No, no, just me. Okay, great. Now that I've been thoroughly humiliated, listen, Yukon. These these quellists, the deference I show to them is well earned. As someone who takes pride in his skill with the arcane, I am forced to accept the fact that they have single-handedly, well, at least between the five of them, took down the persona of war. 
We haven't seen the Shrike in hundreds of years. I mean, I certainly haven't. I think there's only a few beings on this planet who lived long enough to see the last time the Shrike rose. And every time in legend that the Shrike is risen, nobody survives. But this time, an entire city did, and it's all thanks to them. So if they, those five, are making their way here, it makes me a little nervous to think what they might want. Because I'm quite happy here. I like my job. We have a cushy little alcove here next to the lake. So I don't want things coming in and upsetting it. I don't want to do anything hasty. But if we need to prepare for certain outcomes, then I would like to have that option available to us. Well, it seems like, you know, saving a bunch of people is a good thing. Oh, absolutely. I I've got no problem with what they've done. I just, uh, people who've done great things like that tend to get ideas in their head, and then they come somewhere where those ideas are not quite the, uh, the commonality, and they expect the other things to change and not them. And I just nope. don't want that for here. Uh, Gavin, I think I have the right idea here. See, you need to start putting up some posters, uh, boasting of how you've helped the city. Um, that way, if they do come in and they try to, you know, make a power move or something, everyone's going to be on your side. See, it's this whole democracy thing. I, I really think it's going to take hold soon. Or, counterpoint, you put up a bunch of signs that say, no shirt, no shoes, no quellus. I mean, that is pretty solid. I don't think they could get around that magic. So, what do you want us to do going forward? If you have nothing that you saw that you thought you'd be concerned about, then I trust your judgment. I I was just merely asking for a uh, a debrief of your last excursion. Usually I do that before I pay you, but I made an exception this time because I know that this is, I'm sending you right into another uh, assignment right after this without any, without time for much downtime anyway. I hope that if they do stop by that the Jarl is wise enough to make a right decision and not allow something here that is going to upset the balance, but only allow things that will make this place stronger. And as for your suggestion of putting up posters to announce my just amazing talents and skill at protecting the city, I feel that the fact that this place is still standing, despite being so close to the forest, should be a testament unto itself. Uh, I don't know how many other ward mages you've met, but it's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's your neck on the line. If you're confident about it, then I think you should go for it. Uh, if that's all you have, I can move you on to your next assignment. We've gotten some reports of some strange glowing creatures on the far shores of the Wailing Lake near the forest. And the Jarl has sent a contingent of guards to go check it out. And that was uh, four days ago, just shortly after you left and they have not returned. It's not that long of a journey, especially not after taking the boats. They they definitely made it across the lake in in a single day, and they haven't returned, and it's quite strange. Well, you're starting to think that the Earls should just send the Dream Team to deal with these things, but, you know, any uh, other information, or is they just gone? I only have speculation and rumors, but from what I've heard, that there these creatures are glowing because they devoured something from a merchant convoy. They were transporting some kind of a liquid spell stabilizer that I had ordered, I had purchased. It's only just gotten in uh, after the ports in Edgemire opened up briefly. 
I can't say for sure though, but it's the only thing that makes sense in my head. What's it called? It's a it's a liquid spell stabilizer. And what would you hypothesize this would do to said creatures when they ingest it? I don't know. I know what it can do when I purposefully infuse it into things. For a live creature to ingest it, that is a... Ugh, that's something I'm not prepared to deal with. What do you what, think would happen? What's the outcome when you intentionally do it? Are you asking me if I've ever drank my liquid spell stabilizer before? Is that a personal question? It feels a little bit personal. I think I know what you mean. I give him a little nudge and a wink. Okay, uh, what do you use it for? I'm a ward mage. I use it to stabilize the different spells that I use to protect the city from the magic that's out there. And he, like, points in the direction that he thinks that the forest is in. But I think, uh, Randy, because you're, like, bearkin and you have incredible nature attunement, you know he's pointing totally the wrong direction. I think I get what you're saying. We don't mean to offend you. You want to keep your spells stable. Um, if they're stable for longer than five hours, just go see a doctor. <laughs> Couldn't even wait till the third session to bring in the boner jokes. And then I put my arm around him and say, hey, no more questions about that, okay? I have a question. <laughs> um, can you describe the glowing creatures a little bit more? Yes, they are. Uh, he's like <laughs> he's like smoothing his robes out, looking at Yukon, just all disgusted. Uh, yes, they're multi-limbed, fanged, teethy, rubbery, leathery, and glowing. How big are they? They're well. Uh, when we spotted them through the spyglass, they were about. And he holds his fingers apart. He goes, "This big." Are they the size of a? chair a small dog a house i would gauge that they were roughly the size of a horse maybe there were about there were about six of them so you saw them but you don't know what they were well i, I mean like i said i saw them from a distance it's it's hard to tell and I, I didn't personally go i was hoping that the guards would come back and inform me what they were you know i'm a very busy person so you need us to go find this stabilizing elixir yeah, well yes that would be great Ultimately, we're doing a favor for the Jarl, who has now lost a contingent of guards. Alright, so if we find this stuff, uh, how much is it to bring it back? Well, considering what I paid for it, if you can bring me back the spell stabilizers with, uh, you know, min minimal acceptable losses anyway. Uh, I understand that breakage is a thing and some of it has been consumed. I'm willing to give you all... Uh, 500 gold apiece. Uh, if you can't recover any of it, I will still pay you 250 gold, just for bringing at least information of the guards back. How about 350 if we can't retrieve it, and 750 if we do? No, listen, I see what you're doing, Court, and I, I appreciate the effort, but no. Uh, 250 is what I've agreed on. It's what the Arl has agreed on. Even though it's coming out of my pockets, it's not really his deal. Okay, and do we uh, get any special provisions to deal with your, I don't know, stabilizing spell stuff? And those glowing, teethy, fangy horses, too. Yeah, I mean, it feels like, as a mage, you should have something special to deal with this. I probably do. Like, maybe, maybe a special broom that we just sweep over him? I, uh... A trident? Yes, I keep so many tridents in my tower. 
Well, okay, I tell you what. I will give you these vouchers. And he hands you guys, like, a little uh, punch card for uh, Saul's enchantment. Because I go see Saul and use this card to get an item from him that may or may not help you. If you'd like him to enchant something that you already own, then he can probably do that instead. If you'd like to just get an item from him, he can sell you... He can give away anything to you. That card is good for anything uh, under 150 gold. Excellent. Okay. And you said the last time you saw them was in out on the lake, correct? On the, on the far side of the lake, yes. Uh, the guards at the docks know they have a boat set up ready for you when you guys are ready to head out. That was going to be my next question. Uh, I'm sorry, I think you said this, but how many guards went out there in that initial patrol? Those 12 guards went out. Are any coming with us, or just us four? We can send you with a contingent if you feel that you would like the protection. Uh, yes, I do believe we'd prefer to have worms when fishing. To help us, kind of elbow Belgrin. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, don't don't say that in front of the Jarl, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course, joking. Yes, David, come on in. Uh, and David Archer comes walking back in. Uh, yeah, listen, um, Gavin? Uh, I, I'm sorry, excuse me, um, Master Wizard? Oh, his name's Gavin. Yes, yes, Yukon, he's mocking me. David is known to me for his uh, great humor, quite frankly. Great. Good job, David. You got, you got some, um, there's some people here from the Sunrise Market who want to talk to you. And, uh, so Gavin kind of nods and he's like, if you'll excuse me, they're probably here about my new construct project. And he walks away. Uh, I want to hear about this construct project when we get back. Oh, hey, don't worry. It's, it's on its, it's on its way. It, it will be quite amazing. And the door slam behind him. All right. I'm going to go buy some stuff. Oh, are you guys going to town? Great. Can I come with? Of course, David. Definitely. Hop on my back, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just don't get any purple paint on me. <laughs> How uh, tall or short is this David kid? Chris is just, like, determined to kill David. I think he's trying to become David and then kill David. Yes, that's, ex- that's exactly oh, what I was thinking. my lord. But no, I wasn't going to kill him. I was just going to disguise myself as David and then come up. And then be like, hey, who are you? So we have two Davids now? Dahlgren just starts, like, walking towards the door area. I, I think that the real David hasn't even noticed yet that that court has transformed into David. He's just so happy on the back of Yukon, just, ha ha ha, yeah, I'm riding a bear, ha All right, well, let's go down to Souls. Does anyone notice the other David? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Everybody make perception checks, I guess. So, I don't even notice the second David, do I? Just walk to t- towards town? Belgrin notices. I think uh, Valharis notices. Uh, I think David notices, too. When he's just like, ha ha ha, hey, whoa, hey, you look like me, ha ha, I'm riding on a bear. So when I see, eventually see David walking next to us, I just forget that there's a David on my back, too. You guys pass through uh, the study district which is uh, a lot of like student housing for Lavinor University. In the center of town, you guys can see the beautiful white marble walls um, rising up off to the east. Uh, you pass through the study district with no no issues. You know, just it's like study season right now. So everyone's kind of in, indoors. And there's a few people who are scattered around outside, like working on things uh, as you walk through the town. 
Uh, well, is there someone in the study district I could step aside and talk to real quick? There's plenty of people. Uh, there's enough people that you have like a, a decent pick. So who who do you talk to? Actually, I'm gonna try and gather a group. You guys got a you guys got a minute for some gold? Roll performance for me. Wow, nineteen. I think you get the attention of, and they kind of look up at you and, and sort of walk closer, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, what's up? What's going on?" Well, uh, you know, Lord Gavin needs some of our help, and so I've been agreed to help him out with this uh, really important task, and certainly going to pay for it as well. So I am going to give you guys five gold, and you guys need to go put up a bunch of these posters all around town. This is strictly from the order of Lord Gavin. You know, I can't do it all myself, and we just got called away on a mission, so... You guys uh, think you could uh, fit that in between study sessions? Maybe get some of your friends to help? I wouldn't tell them you're getting five. I would give them, like, you know, a few coppers or something. Five gold to put up posters? Anywhere we want? Uh, they need to be all over town. Like, like cover the walls, basically. Wow, that sounds that sounds great. Um, Is this like, you said Lord Archer wanted this? To, what, did the, what did the Jarl say? Uh, have you ever known Lord Archer and the Jarl to be at odds? I mean, of course he said okay. He wants it done. Why do you think I'm here? Uh, roll a insight for me as you're saying that. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, they they kind of look at each other and the, then they just smile and they're like, well, okay. Yeah, sounds good. Five gold a piece or five gold to split between the five of us? Is that one gold a piece? It's a uh, five gold for you to split between the five of you now, and then uh, when I come back from this trip that we're about to go on, and I see the fruits of your labor, I will uh, come see me, and I will give you another two gold apiece. And if you get some of your friends to join in, uh, just let me know, and I will give each of them. What? Wait, sorry. What's below gold? Silvers. Silvers. I don't know. I'm just going to say 50 cents. I don't know what that equates to. Sorry, I'm bad at this. <laughs> I'm trying to start a pyramid scheme, damn it. So help me out here. You got to get them to pay you to put up posters. That's how. <laughs> Is there that big of a demand for posters? Okay, look. Listen, listen. Yeah, but I'm trying Can to get... Can we buy I'm these posters from you just to put up anytime we want? Can we buy these posters from you to sell to other people so that they can sell to other people so that they can sell to other people so no, that they can no, put them up? No, you have to go get the posters printed. That's the one catch. I'm going to be uh, dealing with uh, Hank's printing service over in... He's over by the uh, Sunrise Market, and he's going to be uh, making up all the posters. So uh, go to him, and uh, it's uh, 25 silver or whatever, 25 cents per poster. And go hang them up. Where are the posters? You have to. I have to get them printed. Why am I? I'm talking like I'm still David. David's like, wait, can I be part of this? I really want to be part of this. Whoa! How'd you get off my back so fast? No, <laughs> he's still on your back. Or is it Chris? I'm looking at. <laughs> yes, you just go to Hank's Yanking Printing Service and uh, tell him you're here for the uh, posters for Lord Cavan and pay him your order and uh, go hang them up all over town. And no loopholes on this either. Otherwise, I'm just not going to pay you. So, you know, 
you only have yourself to hurt on this. Anyways, I have to go now, but uh, here's your gold, and uh, I will see you in a few days. Yes, it's Hank's Yankin Printer Service. <laughs> Hank's Yankin Printer Service. Okay, that's now a real place. Anyways, I'm sorry for the uh, detour. Now we can continue to the the, the like plot of the uh, campaign. Um, it's at this point that when David was like, "Hey, wait, let me help too," um, that everyone kind of looked over at at uh, David on Yukon's back, and then they do a double take because they see David standing next to Yukon also, and they're like, "Is that Lord Archer's brother?" Oh. You know, there was a major incident, and now we have two of them. It's it's nothing to be concerned about. It's just, you know, okay. a minor inconvenience. Yeah, okay, all right. Um... However, make sure uh, on those posters, uh, it shows two drawings of David as opposed to one that was originally scheduled. I'm definitely going to make David twins now. That's super creepy. Okay, well, we're gonna go get our go get our posters printed. I just have to finish my studying real quick. David, David jumps off of Yukon's back and is like, "Wait, I want to help! I want to help! I want to help!" You you can help with us, David. Just uh, yeah, he he like runs he runs down like after these students, knocks over a like pile of brooms and buckets and things and it makes a really loud noise. And then when it all kind of settles down, you guys see David is like crouched with his hands over his ears and he's like he's like screaming he's like quiet quiet please make it stop uh yeah he's he's got like his hands clamped over his ears and he's like rocking back and forth screaming that quiet quiet please make it stop i'm gonna go over to david put my arm around him and say it's okay like very quietly and help him out a little bit uh yeah you you once you like actually touch him he like kind of starts and looks up and sees that everything's fine and takes his hands off his ears and and he he smiles and he's like sorry i just uh, i get i don't like sudden loud noises and and things i'm sorry and he like turns and and runs off and he's his you saw his face was turning a little bit red um as he was like turning and running how many hanks yankin printer services do we have i don't know who's doing that but i know it's chris how do you do that? Okay, I'm going to continue, and if we're going to stop... I said Hank's Yankin printer service was in the Sunrise Market, and I'm going to stipulate that it's on the way to Soul's Enchantment, so we don't have to keep doing Teal's detours. Are we good to keep walking? Yeah, let's, let's go. I want to go to Soul's Enchantments. Okay. Um, You guys get to Soul's Enchantment, and you walk in, and you see... Uh, a dwarven artificer standing behind the counter. You guys know this guy as Gideon Ingalls. He's been a longtime friend of yours for the three years that you've been here, at least. Uh, and he smiles a big uh, gap tooth grin and reveals a gold tooth on one of his incisors. And he's like, ah, welcome back. What's going on? What can I do for you? Gideon, good to see you again. I yes, him up. Yukon. Big hug. That never gets old, my old man. We have another mission, so we need some more provisions this time. Oh, a mission. Hmm. That's different than an assignment. That sounds fun. What's what's old Gavin got you doing this time, huh? It's uh, searching for some glowy 
worms or something. I'm not sure, but we need some good some good weapons for it, maybe. Glowy worms. That sounds radical. We've got uh, some uh, horse-sized, multi-limbed creatures that have eaten liquid spell stabilizer, and we need a way to get that back from them. They sound really big. They've eaten some guards, maybe, so we want to make sure we're ready for all of that. Spell stabilizer, huh? That sounds <laughs> funny. <clears throat> yeah, it's for Gavin himself, but uh, I told him I wouldn't tell anybody, so... Well, you told me. Well, someone told me anyway. That's cool. You know, old old Gideon, I'm an iron vault, steel trap, uh, glass house? No, that's not right. Yeah, we understand, Gideon. No, I have I have more. I can I could give you more great analogies. Would you like some? Well, maybe maybe do it while you're enchanting. Sure. I hear enchanting uh helps the mind work. Okay. I don't know where you read that, but that sounds uh that sounds nice to believe. Listen, let's get started. What do you are you buying something? Or are you getting something enchanted? What do you what do you need? What are you looking for? What can old Gideon do for you? What do you have that's cleric y? <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know what cleric like I already have a shield, I think. <laughs> well, I've got this. And he he holds up like a, a little uh rail like a railway spike and uh and he's like i call this uh stab and go because uh you can put some can put some health into it and then you gotta you gotta stab either yourself or someone with it and you can give them that health that's in it it's quite it's pretty terrible and uh how much how much is that so 100 112 gold for this bad boy how do you stab someone? Like, and how do you store health in it? It's a cleric thing. You wouldn't understand. It's a, yes, it's a cleric thing. Uh, it's very holy. Did you get it? Do you get it? It's very holy. Oh, it puts holes in things. Good job. I'm so glad you guys are my friends, and not just humoring me. Gideon, I mean, we are friends, and on that basis, I'm pretty sure 112 is what you're gonna charge. You know, those over the coming from the silence and shade in, fresh off the boat. So, come on. Well, a tad bit aggressive today, are we, Belgren? Well, all right. I suppose uh, we have known each other a while, and ordinarily I'd think 112 is a steal. But uh, you've made me see the light, good old Belgren. So I'll let this go for, uh, how's, how's about we say 90 gold? Yeah, seems fair to me. Thank you, Gideon. What else do you think would help us with uh, multi-limbed creatures? Multi-limbed, glowing boner creatures. <laughs> well, let's see. Ah, that's a good question. Maybe, uh, have you tried a cold cold shower? What kind of enchantment or object can you give us that will help with Oh, this? oh right, right, sorry. Um, <laughs> yes. <clears throat> hmm. Well, I could probably give you these two arrows. What do they do? If you fire them, you pick your target and you fire, and then it will hit without fail. What that, what that's going to translate to is that you have to spend one action to like focus on an enemy while holding contact with the arrow, and then when you fire it from your bow, uh, it it's an instant hit. Uh, the only the only thing that can be deficient to that is if the enemy was resistant to piercing damage. How much would that cost? I'd let this go for a uh, hundred gold. A hundred? We only have sixty left. 
<laughs> I do I do want to remind you that you guys have little voucher cards. Yeah, we have the 150, right? Each. Oh, oh we have them each. Cool. <laughs> Francesco's worried that I just single-handedly spent everything. <laughs> <laughs> like two-thirds of it. That's why she spoke up so quick. <laughs> it's it's basically it's good for any for any one item up to 150 gold. I see. So it's not it's not 150 gold worth of items. Son of a bitch! So I I did all that for nothing. Yeah, yeah. You really talked me down out of this voucher. <laughs> I feel like I should get something thrown in with that, Gideon. You you really pulled the wool over you know, my eyes. You know you've you've given me a real gift today, Belgrin, by talking me out of some gold that you didn't have to spend. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Wait, did Belgrim use the voucher or pay gold out of his pocket? I didn't have enough, because we only had 75 gold, and I just spent 10 on my uh, student army. So, I do have 150. Can I get three arrows like that? Do you have anything else in the back? I, I don't think I have another arrow. Let me, I can check. I would really, really appreciate it if you did, though. Oh, look at that! I found one! I found another one! Here you Yay! go! Okay, I'll, I'll throw one. that in. Here's you know my what? voucher, thank you You so know much. what, Belgren? I'll give her an extra one because you were so nice to me. Don't, uh, just do me a favor and don't pick me as your target. Thanks. Yukon, I'm sure you want something. Well, um, Yukon pulls out his axe to show it off, kind of. Well, as you know, Gideon, this, uh, this was made by my father. Holds an edge better than any axe I've ever seen. Um, so I'm not looking to replace it, but do you have anything, maybe enchantments to help me against what we might face? I think I can, uh, I might be able to fashion something up with this. He takes the axe from you, uh, and he walks it into the back. I trust him, right? We met him before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've, you've actually done, like, you've probably done a lot of business with this guy. Okay. Over the years. I, I was specifically trying to set up a, a friendly NPC for you guys that you could, since uh, since Chris's intent on killing David Archer and Gavin is too busy to talk to you guys. So yeah, he, he takes the axe to the back and then he comes back up and he starts like rummaging around in the cabinets up front and he looks at you and he's like, so you want, do you want, um, would you like protection for yourself or you want to try to have something that can, can hit better? Something that can hit better sounds, always sounds good. I can take a punch or two. Right, right. And he looks around at the rest of you guys and he says, uh, and you said that these things were glowing? That's what we've been told. I haven't seen them, but... He grabs a couple more items and he, he walks to the back. And then he comes back and he, he grabs your voucher card and he's like, thank you. And he <laughs> he runs back to the back. Um, and you hear some, like, some clanking and you hear some, like, uh, ratcheting sounds. And... Hey, be, be, be careful with it. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. It's fine. It's all part of the process. No scratches on it. Well, maybe one scratch. As long as you buff it out. And then he comes back and he he's like engraved a tiny, like it's tiny, uh, but he, he engraved a little like flame on the axe and he sets it down and he's like, this will, uh, this should allow you to hit a little bit better. And basically what it is mechanically is that uh, anything that has uh, a light uh, emitting from it, you will have advantage on that attack. Well, okay. Thank you very much, Gideon. You never cease to amaze me. I hardly cease to amaze myself. And what about you, um, David? What can I do for you, David Archer? 
Uh, yeah, totally. I was looking for some uh, medium armor. Just medium armor? That's all you want? Yeah, your best medium My best medium armor. Well, all right. Um, I'm sure I've got something back here. And he takes your voucher card and he storms off to the back. You hear him run, rummaging around through some stuff. He comes back with a... Uh, it's a leather, like a leather jerkin, but it's studded with these really like chrome, I'm trying to think of the term for it. Like, you know, you know, like out on the road, you see those little like flappy plastic things that got the uh, reflectors, right? So it's like these, like these chrome, chrome reflectors. God, I can't speak. <clears throat> Let me try that again. Gideon goes to the back and he starts rummaging around and he comes back with a leather jerkin that is studded with these uh, tiny little chrome re <laughs> reflectors. I <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> cannot make my mouth say the things I needed to say. That'll look good on you, Court. Uh, yes. And he's like, here, here you go. You can have this. And what that is mechanically, uh, things that emit light from them when facing you will have disadvantage on uh, attacks against you. Okay, like, uh, how much are we thinking here? He, he took your voucher. All 150? It's it's good for one one item, up to 100, 150. Okay, well, since uh, it's just this, can you imbue it with any sort of magic? It's got, I mean, what do you think the... You think I am some kind of hack? That's what these chrome reflectors are. Okay, uh, what about sewing some sort of amulet in it so it's still one item? Oh, yes, okay, all right. He goes to the back and grabs a, a small little pendant, and he, like, quickly grabs a, a needle and thread, and he sews it onto the side real quick, and he's like, there you go, all done. Okay, what does that pendant do? Oh, you'll find out it's something cool, I'm sure. Looking good there, Quirt. <laughs> really good on you, Quirt. Is it, like, any time I miss a spell and roll a one that I get a wild magic roll? Sure, I'm sure that it will happen very soon. And he's just like, you. <laughs> yeah, roll insight on him. Yeah, no, he's definitely telling you the truth. Definitely. Whatever you do, don't give it to me. I'll end up with a third eye or something. <laughs> I feel like I just got ripped off. <laughs> don't we all? So you guys ready to go fight those quellists? We're not going to fight the quellists. What? We're going. We're going to fight the the bugs. The many legs, rubbery, uh, shiny. <laughs> Yukon's like, dang it! I wanted to kill someone. <laughs> I guess I wasn't listening, but okay, we'll follow you guys. Uh, are we heading out of here then, guys? Bye, Gideon. Thanks for outfitting us. Yeah, come back soon. Thanks for uh, you know You're the taking best, my voucher. I know. I know. I am. Did we have to call it Hank's Yanking Printer Service? <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't get over this name. Apparently there's lots of printing services needed. I guess. The real Hank Yanks, uh, Hank's other Yankin. He's gotten a lot of business. He can't handle it all at one location. <laughs> <laughs> it is a college town. They get a lot to print. Okay, well, you guys are on your way to the docks um, to get on a boat and head out. Um, I think 
It is 8.30. My plan was to stop at 8. Um, but since we had some issues, I wanted to go a little bit longer. But I know that we all have work tomorrow. So uh, let's go ahead and call it a night there. We successfully talked to a mage. <laughs> and a uh, shopkeeper. So honestly, all in all, guys, I really... And David. And David. <laughs> and David. So I feel like this was a really uh, full session of D&D, you guys. Now, next time, I'm I'm actually thinking we might, you know, get to walk more than uh, three blocks. <laughs>